and we are live. Welcome to the process. It is Wednesday, January 10th. I am Josh Engelman here to break down an eight game NBA slate. I hope everything is working the way that I wanted to again today, trying out the new stuff slowly but surely evolving this show. So assuming everybody can hear me, assuming everybody can see me, and this is working well, good morning. Welcome to Wednesday. What's going on, everybody? Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live, and follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Last night was not the slate. Very annoying. Very annoying slate across the board. Uh, I got that Young right. I am. I, I did get that right. I said Thad Young was going to start. It was not actionable. It didn't work. Not, nothing mattered. He sucked. Everyone sucked. It was a crap slate. It really was. Gross from the beginning. Killian Hayes, atrocious. Just one of those days. Another, this guy's chalk. Oh my god, why is he chalk? Oh my god, this sucks. Yeah, I had too much, too much sasser as well. Too much everything. I mean, are we gonna? We're we gonna really say that Young didn't suck. I don't know. Ten four. Uh, okay, I looked at his stat line wrong. Then my apologies. At no point, I don't know what I saw when I woke up. Maybe the box score wasn't refreshed in my phone. I did not see twenty nine minutes. Ten five four and four. I mean, still like not. That's what. 25 fantasy points or something. When I when I opened my phone, he had 14 minutes. Maybe I looked at Boucher's name just in my mind. Yeah, 30 fantasy points in 29 minutes. I'll shut up. Everything I just said was stupid. I don't know what I... Let me open my phone because it's still open on my phone. Yeah, I don't... It just doesn't... For some reason, my my box score was stuck early in the game, and I didn't catch it when I opened it. Must have been the last thing I looked at before I went to bed. Either uh, shout out Thad Young, twenty nine minutes. Um, yeah, that's just like a terrible slate across the board. I'm ready for this one though. Eight games, solid solid size. DraftKings and FanDuel dropped the two late games tonight, so we're only seven to eight thirty. This was supposed to be ten games. We don't have to worry about that. Honestly, Larry, just so much misinformation. But yeah, we are uh, we are going to slowly but surely evolve this show slash the strategy show into a better piece of content for everybody. Also, I assume everything we're looking good today uh, in terms of audio, stream, whatever. Yeah, the old 28 of 36 from the line for the Lakers. Big big one out of AD. My my biggest issue for last night was um not having enough Sabonis. And by enough Sabonis, I mean any Sabonis. So when you uh when you don't have the highest scorer on the slate by 10 points. 
usually not going to be a great day for you. But for now, I say we get into it. I've got a nice iced coffee here. Bang. Looks good. I also have a water here to keep myself hydrated. But eight games ahead of us. I see no reason why we can't dive in. So here we go. Cheers, everybody. Rise and grind. That never goes away. Oh, can't. My point. Rise and grind. We're going to have to come up with a different visual for the rise and grind point. Ooh, I know what I'll do. I'll build off a little schedule to go where my face is, and I'll move me over to the widescreen. Much, much, much better. So, cheers to you guys for real, though. Clink. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. We're going right into it here. Minnesota Timberwolves. Hell of a... This is a game, man. Is everybody available? That's the key takeaway. If we've got everybody available for this one, we're in great, great shape. So we've got... I'm grabbing the uh, injury report for 6 o'clock a.m. for today. Minnesota Timberwolves obviously don't have a... Injury report, they're on a back-to-back. -back. Drew Holiday, questionable. Al Horford, questionable. Chris Stapps Porzingis, questionable. We want to hope that everybody is in. Minnesota-Boston is a fun game today. Fun game. Now, Josh Baker took down the 10K Minimax. That's what I like to see. Make sure you tweet that out. Hope you use the uh, avatar. I'm going to keep the Minnesota rotation... Same as what we had yesterday. I think it's pretty hard to want to go a different direction there. Can I make this smaller? I can. Okay. Got to pop my minutes table out, so give me one second. I'm a little behind. So now that I'm doing all of this like different visual, different stuff, I've got a lot going on on the back end that makes things a little bit more rugged maybe best way we can say it okay we can shrink that down once i get this officially set up this show is going to become even more of a gold standard even though as you all know stochastic doesn't do good content nobody helps anybody that is a thing that has been said Why can't I move this? Oh, there we go. Okay. Oh, that ruins chat. Okay. We're going to have to be good with this. All right. Minnesota. Yesterday's box score for Minnesota. Anything weird? Edwards only played 25 minutes. I know he got hurt for a bit. No new rotational people. So we can go to Boston. Just got to make sure that for some of these teams, we we don't have uh, like new pop, new people popping up in the rotation. So for Boston, last time they played, Jason Tatum was out. So I have to re-project the entire rotation. Larry, can't say. 
Can't say. Don't want to give them... Let's just say it matters, and it wasn't just said. <clears throat> it exists in print on their website. That's the best I can do. But it is incredibly, incredibly frustrating to read. And honestly, pretty annoying. Let's get these minutes projected. So for Boston, obviously we're getting everybody back in. Peyton Pritchard playing about 20 minutes a night. Um, give me one second here, guys. I know I just made that screen go away, but give me one second. Something's going, something's weird with my sheet. I know what's weird with my sheet. I missed one thing for today. One thing, that's it. I knew I did it. I was on a really weird, like, um, morning start. The wind here was so crazy over the past two days. My dog did not get the best night's sleep. So it was a little off in the uh, Engelman household this morning getting started. So my rhythm is very weird. I think I'm good now. All right, now we're dancing. Bang. We're back up. So we've got Pritchard's minutes in, which means the other point guard minutes go to Derek White. Derek White playing, I mean, 36 minutes in competitive matchups, but that's a lot of the times that's just with somebody out. Feels like 33 or 34 is the, the most likely scenario for Derek White here. So I'm going to go 33. We got Porzingis in for 32. Horford for 16. Plus a little bit of backup. We're going 37 for Tatum. 35 for Jalen Brown. 35 for Drew. Rest of this should fill itself out pretty easily. Sam Hauser gets 17. And the final eight go to Luke Cornett. Now, unfortunately, we also need to move the rates. These teams are very different. You'd be surprised to know. Uh, Boston's a slightly different team when Jason Tatum isn't uh, available. So for some reason, everybody else gets to do more stuff. Josh should be an NBA GM. I'd like to be involved in the process. I would never want to be the GM. That's too much work. I don't want to have to like give an opinion and make it be phony the way that you have to do. Uh, you know, you got to massage too many egos. I, I like the I like the work behind the scenes. I don't want to be the face of it. I, I'd be like hinky. I wouldn't be able to like say nice things. I'd be like really bad in the media. Or like I'd have to be like Mark Cuban and just say whatever and hope that I had job security. All right, so for Boston, Drew Holiday, Chris Depps, Porzingis, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Derek White. If they all start, what happens? 
They have started 19 games together as a starting five. They are 17 and two. Fascinating to see. We're going to lock Tatum in for 29 and a half. We're going to lock Derek White in for 18. Zinger in for 23 and a half. Drew Holiday in for 16 and a half. And finally, Jalen Brown, 27 and a half. And then I will check the props. Projecting Boston is so difficult. Like every day I do it, I feel like there's another. So uh, am I going to be able to do this? We'll be able to see it. So I bought a stream deck yesterday. Sorry, my cable's not long enough. Oop, I picked up a stream deck. So now I got all these buttons and I can move stuff around on the screen and make everything so much quicker and so much more appealing for you guys. I'm trying to make the product a little bit better, guys. All right, for Boston, points props. Now, we might not have them. Okay, we have Tatum, which helps, 26 and a half. And we have Jalen Brown, which helps, 23 and a half. I'm in the ballpark enough that this will work for me. Uh, I got to delete some things so it's cleaner on the screen. Perfect. We can evaluate Minnesota to start. Think about this one. Minnesota is... Number five in net rating. Boston's number one. Minnesota is the number one defense. Like the Timberwolves are having a really good year. They are seven point underdogs at full strength in Boston today. That's how good Boston is. They are really, really good. I'm so pumped for the playoffs. If we can even have just like a modicum of health. If we can get Boston fully healthy to the finals, that will be very, very good. So I didn't update EPM's uh, data, so I want to make sure that I have updated team rankings and such. Okay, so Minnesota is now fourth in net rating, first in defense. But for Minnesota, they got a tough beat here for... Um, for a matchup against Boston. Number one D against number two D. That's fun. 224 total though. That's the problem. This is the second lowest total on today's slate. Only behind Houston, Chicago. We've got Washington Indy at 250. Philly Atlanta at 244. A couple more games in the 230s. So this one's already kind of tough. Edwards 9100 point guard shooting guard would be the guy that I have my eye on. Um, you know, Towns up to 7,900. I think that was like 70. Maybe, maybe it was 7,900 yesterday. I felt like it was 77. Gobert at 7,200. They're the only real guys that I'm I'm willing to get to in a big way for Minnesota. They'll be the first guys. There's not going to be a lot of ownership coming into this one. On the Boston side, it's kind of like it always is. You know, you can play any one of the starters. I think Jason Tatum looks... The best. Porzingis is probably second. Jalen Brown probably third. Drew fourth. Derek White fifth. I don't know what it is, but like I just cannot get Derek White to project well. Maybe it's an efficiency thing. 
I don't really know for sure. Because, like, I have his rates correct. But for some reason, he just never pops up the way that I would want him to. Ultimately, you should watch Minnesota-Boston. I don't think you're going to be playing much from it. Other than we have to be, we have to pay very close attention to the status of Drew Holiday, Al Horford, Chris Stapps, Porzingis. That will open something up here. Like if you get 16 minutes out of Luke Cornett, that's interesting. If Chris Stapps, Porzingis doesn't play, like we are going to look at Drew Holiday in a very different way. But otherwise, it's what we normally expect. So we're going to go on to game number two. And that is going to be Sacramento. Seven-point favorites in Charlotte. 233 total. Clearly a great spot for Sacramento. Now, Sacramento on the back-to-back. -back, we are not going to have their rotational information or who's in, who's out type stuff. They went back to Alex Len yesterday. Len played 10 minutes. Sabonis played 38. So Len played straight back up center. Uh, did Harrison Barnes get hurt or did they just put him put him down yesterday? Let's take a look at that rotation. Because they did win by 21. Barnes started, didn't play the second quarter, started the third quarter, didn't play the fourth quarter. What are we doing there with Harrison Barnes? I don't think that's what happened the last time. They got beat by 33 last time out. Barnes played normal rotations. They went to a heavy, heavy dose of Trey Lyles, and he still only scored six points. Huh. Those Harrison Barnes minutes are a little tricky. I'm taking Sabonis to 36. That Harrison Barnes rotation is weird. Very weird. So I guess I'm giving Alex Len 12 minutes. And we're going to pop Trey Lyles in. I mean, I don't know how we go much more than 20. Do I reduce... So they actually played a little bit of key on it. Oh, wow. They played. I forgot. I saw this yesterday when I was watching this game because I had a bunch of Detroit. Juan Toscano Anderson made his way out onto the floor for uh, for Sacramento. Lyle's defense was needed. When Trey Lyles checked in in the first quarter, uh, the Kings were all or the Pistons were down by uh, or the Pistons were up by like 18. I don't know if they needed defense. I think they needed offense. I know Thad Young started last night. I wonder what show that gives out no information and doesn't help people gave that one out all day. I wonder who said that they expected it to be Thad Young. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Couldn't have been me. 35 for Fox. I'm going to go up to 34 on Keegan Murray. Take one off of uh, the Barnacle of the Bay. 
I think Harrison Barnes is like super live to play 18 minutes tonight. Let's see. I'm going to split. Davion Mitchell was out of the rotation. So they went to Keon Ellis early, but they only went to Keon Ellis for four minutes. Just going to split their minutes. Uh, I'm spending too much time on things that don't matter on an eight gamer. The Charlotte side of this one. Now they have been aggressively banged up as of late. Are we getting Cody Martin back? Cody Martin questionable. PJ Washington doubtful. No Mark Williams. No Gordon Hayward. So we got to get Cody Martin back in. Probably easier to reproject them. I don't know how I missed uh, missed that box score when I woke up. That's kind of annoying. There might be some value here for Charlotte, just given the fact Sacramento isn't a great defense. We're going to get Nick Richards in for 30. We're going to get Terry Rozier in for 38. We're going to get Miles Bridges in for 38. Brandon Miller feels pretty safe at 30. And then I think we're going to get Cody Martin in for 31. We can back up point guard with Ish plus a couple extra. And then we need Bryce McGowan's. We need Mensa. Backup center run. What's going on, Biscuits? Menson for 16. We get JT Thor in for 16. Bryce McGowan's and Nick Smith, last two guys. Easy stuff. Easy stuff. Don't have to touch any rates or anything. It's not like Cody Martin being out before is some usage hog. Uh, wrong screen. There we go. So Sacramento. Uh, Sabonis is still 10K. Same as yesterday. Looks great. I will likely not end up with him. And I will probably... Or I will get him today and it'll be terrible. Uh, one of those two things will probably happen. Fox's prop is 27 and a half. That's where I'm at. Sabonis is 23 and a half. I'm at 21.8. So it could be a little light. A little light. We'll hold it for right now. I like Sabonis. He's the best option on Sacramento. I don't think Fox is all that far behind. We have to at least be aware that Trey Lyles can play massive minutes. Massive minutes. 3,900 power forward center. Like, we just watched him play 30. We have to think maybe he's closing in Harrison Barnes' spot regularly. Can't project it that way, but need to be aware of it. Herder back in the starting lineup yesterday, 4,700. He'll be a value option for today just because of that guard forward eligibility. Not as interesting for Sacramento as I thought it would be, even though I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Charlotte plays so slow. 27th in net rating, 26th in offensive rating, 27th in defensive rating, 27th in pace, 
They are shitty on offense, shitty on defense, and they play slow with no LaMelo. Gross. For Charlotte. Okay, we are just unloading on Terry Rozier today, which today is, it, it's so awful. It's so awful to think about because he, he went crazy last time out. Massive score for Rozier. No part of me feels like he's going to go out there. I'm going to have a ton of Terry Rozier. And then he's going to go six for 26 from the field tonight. By far, Terry Rozier is the best play we've seen to this point. Miles Bridges is power forward center eligible. Huh? That is not him, but he looks great. <laughs> he looks great. Uh, Nick Richards at 5,900 is totally viable. He is going to get eaten, eaten by Sabonis. Brandon Miller's fine. Cody Martin's fine. But you are going out of your way to get to Terry Rozier. I got him at 27 real points. Just FYI, the prop is at 26 and a half. And then Miles Bridges is also projected for 24 and a half. Power forward center Bridges. That's one way to do it. And he's small forward only on FanDuel. Play a lot of Terry Rozier, guys. He's going to show up quite highly. Let's get back to the depth chart. Let's go to game number three. That's going to be the San Antonio Spurs in Detroit. 239 total. Great. We're going to have the Detroit experience again today on a back-to-back. -back. Fantastic. Um, hit that like button, by the way, if you haven't done it yet. San Antonio. Such a fun team to talk about. Never irritating in any way. Dominic Barlow, questionable. Everybody else is in except for Zach Collins. Obviously back-to-back -back on Detroit. So I'm going to redo this entire San Antonio rotation. Now, I think that I saw that Trey Jones is supposed to like continue to start. Do we... So I'm going to assume that's the case. We saw Victor Wembanyama continue to play his limited run. Why is EPM and Darko relevant for DFS? I mean, to a degree, it's not. But it also helps to know... Like, you want to inform your decisions at least a little bit if there are changes being made for who could potentially step in and who's actually good or not. Um, but it's mostly just for me liking to see it and seeing where people are. All right, so then we're going to get Sohan in at the four for 28 minutes. We're going to get Champagne in for 19. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Trey Jones. 35 minutes and 34 minutes in the past two. Now, one of those games didn't have Malachi Branham. So I'm going to go 30. We saw Branham come off the bench. And wasn't even the straight backup. They also went to Blake Wesley a bit. We'll figure out those minutes in a second. Let's get Devin Vassell in for his 33. We get Keldon Johnson in for his 30 off the bench. 
Abel, nice. Nice, 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 man. Love it. Love it. That's what I like to see. So, Barlow. Barlow was basically the direct backup to Wemby. At one point in time in the fourth quarter, they just went a little small and had like Sohan slash Keldon Johnson, but that was, you know, like a minute. Two minutes, something like that. These guys basically split the full run. So I'm going to go, what, like 18 to Dominic Barlow? Chetty's going to need some minutes here. Chetty was the next guy off the bench. He played 20 minutes standard bench rotation. Probably a little healthy. We'll go 19. So then we need Blake Wesley and Malachi Branham for 37 minutes. Have they? I guess McBuckets is just dead. So Blake Wesley played 11 and a half. No. I don't know what's going on, but my watch seems to react to me saying something. Way more frequently than it ever did before. It's getting touchy. We're going to get Blake Wesley in for 14. And then we can get Malachi Branham, now that he's back, in for like 18? 16? That leaves me seven minutes for just random dum-dums. Which could be anybody on this team. Although they have been... Like, pretty firm with their rotation. I'm going to hide them on McDermott. Because I don't want to go crazy just picking up random San Antonio dudes. Now, Detroit. We we know what we got yesterday. They went out to quite the hot start. They lost by 21. Think about this for a second. The Detroit Pistons lost yesterday's game by 21. They led by 20. They led this game by 20 points. That is such a ridiculous embarrassment. It, it's so bonkers how bad they are. So bad. But I think we have to like largely project these guys the same way. I went 28 minutes to Hayes. He actually played a little bit more than that. So I'm going to take him up to 29. I hope his price isn't as rough as it was. Marcus Sasser. I think I can keep at 17. I got 24 for Burks. Might make that 23. 31 for Duran. Now, Duran lost a bunch of time for foul trouble. We, we don't really care there. I should have benefited from... I, I played a bunch of James Wiseman. That, that should have paid me off. He played 24 minutes. Three shots, five boards. This piston team is dog shit. Ugh. It's awful. Uh, livers, I need to make sure, never shows up in a lineup for me again. I had way too much of that garbage dump. I watched him shoot a three yesterday. I could have swore it was me shooting. It was disgusting. 
incredible to think that that man is in the NBA. Apologies, Isaiah Livers, but uh, that didn't look good, and your stats, your stats don't look good. I'm sure you're a completely nice person in real life, but if I am evaluating your ability to play basketball, it is quite low in terms of comparing him to other NBA players. Negative 4.7 offensive EPM for Livers this season on 45% true shooting. Just for reference sake, Isaiah Livers is about as bad as anybody can be on offense. He is 2, 4, 6, 8. He is 10th from the bottom. So he has the 10th worst true shooting of anybody in the league right now that is like a functional basketball player. But like Fultz is ahead of him, Grady Dick, Misich for OKC, Jaden Springer. In terms of guys that play, he's the worst. So we're going to cut his minutes down a little bit. Man, they even honored Joe Harris yesterday. I know I'm going to cut Liver's minutes. He's going to play 29 and have like seven stocks tonight. I'm ready for all of this. Because San Antonio sucks too. Let's not forget that. Uh, they did not play a ton of Asar Thompson. I think they probably only played Joe Harris because of how bad Liver's was. But at the very least, we could hide some playing time on him. Knox played 19. That was all regulation type minutes. I don't think I have anything else to move around here for Detroit. So we can look at San Antonio. $7,300 Devin Vassell in a matchup against the Pistons. I can deal with that. Wemby, 8,900. I mean, Victor Wembinyama is scoring 1.77 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days. This dude is going to be so good. So good. It's nuts. He's so good. I like Trey Jones a little bit at 5,800. He should have no problem running the show. Keldon Johnson's okay. Like, most of these San Antonio starter dudes are great filler in a matchup against Detroit. Remember, 239 total. These two teams are 25th and 26th in defensive rating, 2nd and 7th in pace. I like the San Antonio side a bit. Now, on the Detroit side, Killian Hayes up to 5,500. All right, so we can largely save ourselves from that giant problem that we were staring at. That helps. $7,100 Jalen Duran is in a really nice spot, especially if he's, like, as, as weird as this sounds, if he's playing a lot of minutes alongside Wemby, I kind of like that for Duran. He's a big body. He's a, he's a really, like, I like this spot. Like, obviously, Wemby's great, but that size for Duran will help. We don't have any props for Detroit right now because of the back-to-back. But the guy that I like the most is $6,600 Boyan Bogdanovich. You know, assuming he can get 34 minutes in this competitive matchup. I mean, he's a .9 guy that projects a lot better with no Cade. I'm expecting to have a lot of Boyan Bogdanovich today. Small forward eligibility, so a position that's usually pretty hard to fill. It's Duran and Boyan at the top. I would say Ivy and Hayes are your next two guys. 
Livers went up to 4,200, so that, that's helpful to get away from. Wiseman up to 4,100. Can't do that. This, this San Antonio-Detroit game is, is way more appealing than it should be. And the problem now, speaking of appealing games, we now have the Washington Wizards, seven and a half point underdogs in Indy. Let's stop for a second and think about this. There is no Tyrese Halliburton, and the Wizards are still seven and a half point dogs. Also, there is no Tyrese Halliburton. What are the Pacers about to look like for this one? They could be nuts. The starting lineup will be huge in this spot because if Andrew Nemhard is starting, but not a lot, like if if you can if we can get Nemhard in the starting lineup and not TJ McConnell, Nemhard is going to project in a very different way. So let's start with the Washington side. Everybody's in for the Wizards. Everybody's in for the Pacers, except for Halliburton. Brandon, I'm not worried about TJ's price. I'm worried about TJ's effect on Andrew Nemhard. Adam and I have talked about this a lot. If there's no TJ McConnell or Tyrese Halliburton on the floor, Andrew Nemhard is a completely different player. It's like north of 20% usage, giant assist rate bump. The moment somebody else steps out on the floor, that dude just hides. It's crazy. All right, so Washington, I mean, this is not a team that does a lot of weird stuff. I am going to reproject their lineup because it just makes me feel better to do that each morning. We're going to go 29 minutes to Tyus Jones. We're going to go 29 minutes to Jordan Poole. We're going to go 29 minutes to Denny Avdia. We are going to go to 32 on Kyle Kuzma. And then we'll get Daniel Gafford in for 26. Mike Mascala will play. Okay, so who's playing backup center? I mean, I guess it's got it's just got to be Kyle Kuzma. So I don't know. We get Muscala in for like 14. Next guy up that I haven't projected is going to be so we got Koulibaly, Kispert, Wright, and Shamit. Man, we are just moving everybody down the positional spectrum here for this team. So let's get DeLon Wright in for what hit looks like his 17. We'll cross pool up onto two minutes at the two. And now we can get Koulibaly 26. Corey Kispert 18. Landry Shemet 16. And then we can hide for. Uh, come on down, Jared Butler. If Kuzma's sub 8K, I he's going to look amazing in a spot against Indy. But now we have to gut this entire Indy team and hit it from scratch. First, I want to look at that box score from the last time that they played. I need to build you guys a, a box score look at her thing. 
let's, if I do this, crunch popcorn machine, is this going to be cropped well? Oh, that's not bad. All right. I can deal with that. I mean, you guys can see what I'm looking at at the very least. Mm, won't let me scroll down. That's kind of annoying. So, Halliburton, that's not the right box score, is it? Where is that indie game? Wrong indie Boston game, I guess. <laughs> so, Halliburton goes down in the second quarter. They start... What a weird rotation. I didn't even notice this. So they started Andrew Nemhard in Halliburton's place in the second half. He played one minute and 13 seconds, but he picked up a foul. And he had picked up three fouls in the second quarter. So he had four. So yeah, I, I'm expecting Nemhard... Brown, Neesmith, man, they might meet, they actually might take Jalen Smith out and bring Buddy Heald back in just to have a little bit more offense. But I mean, the expectation should be Nemhard, Neesmith, Brown, Turner, Smith. <laughs> yeah, he Tillman. When I looked at it, I was like, man, that's weird. Like, how could Andrew Nemhart have been in foul trouble? And it turns out he was. <laughs> Look, this is a 7 o'clock start, so I don't actually care who the starting lineup is. We will have this. So I'm going to guess that it's Andrew Nemhart. If they were willing to start him in the second half, they could have just as easily started TJ McConnell in the second half. Now, they went to McConnell when Halliburton got hurt, but that's because Nemhard already had three fouls and just finished up a rotation. Now, it is interesting. They closed Turner, Neesmith, Matherin. Now, Matherin was hot. Matherin, Heald, and McConnell. I think either one of them can close. I'm going to go 26, Nemhard, 22, McConnell. I don't love that, though. Now, they can play alongside of each other, I guess. We'll get Miles Turner in for 29. Um, so, Isaiah Jackson was the backup center in the first half. In the second half, it was Jalen Smith. Take, do do with that what you'd like. But that seems to be what they're doing. I'm going nine minutes to Isaiah Jackson. We saw Jalen Smith not close, which isn't surprising. Did play 26 and a half minutes, which is irritating. Uh, I'm going to go to 22 on Jalen, 23 on Jalen Smith. I don't like over projecting him. It becomes a problem. Neesmith can immediately go in for 28. He had oddly short rotations. Bruce Brown 
can go in for... So he played 20. Didn't close, which is bonkers. I mean, he's got to be in for like 28 minutes, right? Oh, sorry. I'm <laughs> Gabby, sorry I'm still on a uh, popcorn machine. Didn't need to. There we go. Uh, that's popcorn machine, though, Gabby. I think this is, like, based on the way that Matherin played off the bench last time out, played 29 minutes and closed. I think 28 feels right, but he could play way more. Then we get Buddy Healed, who also did close, played 24 minutes, doesn't have to close, very well can. I think 24 for Buddy Healed makes some sense. And then I realized now that I didn't project Obi Toppin for playing time. I think 22 works. Now rates are where we get crazy. If Andrew Nemhard is play isn't like if we're gonna split 48 minutes between Andrew Nemhard and TJ McConnell, then this is a very different game for Andrew Nemhard. If I put Andrew Nemhard on and I take off TJ McConnell and Tyrese Halliburton. Now, this season, this is probably a relatively limited sample. 207 minutes for Nemhard in this spot. He's got a 24% usage rate with those guys off the floor. He's just a different dude. A diff a completely different dude. He averages 8.3 assists per 100 possessions as a basketball player. When those two guys are off the floor, it's 13 and a half. I will bet every dollar I have that the entire industry gets Andrew Nemhard wrong today. Unless they're starting them both, which I don't think they will do. So I'm going to bump Andrew Nemhard's usage rate to 22, and I'm going to bump his assist rate to 11 and a half. I will be shocked if he doesn't fly off the page, unless they really preemptively changed this, uh, the salaries. So how many games has Halliburton missed? So far this season. He's only missed three. That, that's frustrating. It's not a lot. In those three games, TJ McConnell is averaging 26 minutes, but I think Nemhard missed one of them. So let's go ahead and take Halliburton off. And we're going to say at least one of TJ McConnell or Andrew Nemhard are on the floor. We'll see what that looks like. That's 384 minutes for Benedict Matherin with a 26% usage rate. So he is absolutely getting a usage bump. McConnell's at 22 
I don't really have to move him much. Buddy Healed is around 20. Don't have to move that. Turner's only played 162 minutes, so he has been glued to the hip of Tyrese Halliburton. I don't think I have anybody else that I want to move here. Assist rates are something that I do want to look at. It's clearly a bump to TJ McConnell. Andrew Nemhard, obviously, with a big, big, big bump. Nobody else really sees much else, and rebounding's not going to matter. So that's going to be Indy. So let's see what this ends up looking like. Wizards. I like Kuzma. I like Poole more than I should. It's a great spot. Number one in pace, number four in pace, number 29 in defense, number 30 in defense. We're starting with Kuzma and Poole. We're filling out with Tyus Jones, Denny Avdia, Daniel Gafford. Quit it. My dog is in the, my office with me, and he's just slurping away, slurping away at himself, and it is incredibly annoying. Yeah, S&P, it was bad, man. It was bad. All right, Indy. Oh, boy. Why is Jalen Smith projecting like this? Yeah, I've got his points way too high. Why? I got I to gotta reduce Jalen Smith's usage rate because he's flying off the page for me in a problematic way. Yeah, 17% usage here. That's oddly low for him. But it does fix the points problem. What is Jalen Smith's rebound prop? Seven and a half to the under. Okay. I, I actually think I have him projected correctly now. So $6,800 Miles Turner here, I think, looks great. He's projected for 18 and a half points in the betting market. I have 19. I've got Jalen Smith's points now. Correct. He looks great. 5K power forward center. $5,200 point guard, shooting guard, Andrew Nemhard. I am going to have, I would imagine, way more than the public. I just think that I'm going to have it. Here's the easiest way to describe Andrew Nemhard. Over the last 30 days, he's at 0.75 fantasy points per minute. I have him at 1.15 for today. I would be shocked if anybody joins me on that. Between the pace bump, the defensive matchup, and the complete and utter change to his rates, it is Andrew Nemhard's season for 5,200. I don't mind going to someone like Neesmith. I actually don't hate the idea of rolling the dice on someone like Obi Toppin. Uh, Washington, I am going to assume, is bad in transition. That plays well for Toppin if they're pushing. But you want to get to a lot of this game just by default. Again, 251 total. That is massive. Massive for today. I mean, we're talking about 35 points more than Houston and Chicago. But I will be getting to all of the Andrew Nemhard, assuming his ownership is lower than I expect it to be. People will just not get him right. He's a different player. Maybe if we say, maybe if I say it enough on this show that nobody uh, that doesn't help anybody, maybe maybe if we do that, then people will know. I don't know. 
Can't be helping people out here, letting them understand what Andrew Nemhard is. Play him. He is my favorite play on Indy. Game five. Philadelphia. 76ers. Ron, uh, you may be right, Ron. But it will really matter how he gets projected. I'll talk about it on the deeper dive tonight. He will not get projected the way that I have it. We've seen it happen. Because Adam and I have done the reverse for this, too. When he starts alongside these guys, he gets wildly over-projected. And no one runs that down. But it's... it's Andrew Nemhart is the average... Like, he projects to everybody as the average of what he does, but he's actually two completely different players, and somehow they're polar opposites. On one hand, when he starts without those guys, it's giant usage, giant assist rate, always has the ball. When some one of those other guys are out there, he doesn't do any of those things. So the average makes him look normal, but it's also it's just two different dudes. <laughs> it's so weird. Now we're back to Philly. The Philadelphia 76ers are going to be without Robert Covington and Joel Embiid. De'Anthony Melton, however, is questionable. He has missed quite a few games at this point. Melton has been out for the past three. We had no Tobias Harris last time out. He is not on the injury report. Uh, injury report for Atlanta. Q tag on Clint Capella. No DeAndre Hunter. Q tag on Wes Matthews. No Garrison Matthews. Trey Young, probable. So let's reproject this Philadelphia 76ers team. We can get Tyrese Maxey for 38. We can get Paul Reed for what, 25? Yeah, that sounds right. 25 to Paul Reed. I don't know, like 14 to Mo Bamba. Like, what, 24 to, Mark, to Marcus Morris, maybe? Let's get Toby in for 34. Probably 35. Assuming Melton is back and, like, largely okay, I'm going to go 32. And then we can get Kelly Oubre in... For 32 as well. Now we get Marcus Morris. Eighteen. We get Pat Bev. Eighteen as well. Nick Batum. What, 24? 24 would give me that nine-man rotation. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. We'll get Batum in for... I'll go 24, and then we'll hide four more on uh, Kenyon Martin.
I think all of my rates are okay. Do you want to look at props quickly? Maxi 31 and a half. That'll work. Tobias Harris is at 21 and a half to the under, but still going to bump that one up a bit. Could probably bring Ubre down. Let's just grab that Philly rotation. Joel Embiid is going to have an MVP season and not qualify, and it's going to be nuts. It's going to be totally nuts. So in games that Joel Embiid has not played, but we did have Harris, Maxi, and Ubre. Still probably like seven or eight. Okay, that's only four. So let's say greater, at least we have two of those guys. That should be like the 10 game sample. Close enough, seven. Maxi's at 29% usage. I'm okay there. Harris is at 24. I guess that's how you get it up there a little bit more. Uh, Paul Reed in that time, 16 and a half. Kelly Oubre in that time, 19. Let's look at the Atlanta side. I mean, that that Q tag on Clint Capella will be very important. If Clint Capella happens to be out, we are going to get to a lot, a lot of Onyeka Okongwu. Like, he will just become a dude on today's slate. Wow. Atlanta basically went to a seven-man rotation in their last game. And that went to OT. Garrison Matthews played a minute and a half. Wes Matthews played eight and a half. They didn't play Trent Forrest at all. So I got 37 for Trey. I feel like I got to go to 36 on DeJounte, but I'm not going to. 27 to Capella. They played Anyeko Kongwu and... Wow. They played Capella and Okongwu for 68 minutes. How do we read into that? Because the rotation's not any different. They just did that. Blindly. Who did they play? They played Orlando. Why did they just consolidate their rotation like that? Anyeko Kongwu played 32 minutes as the backup center and at the four off the bench and never played OT. I, I can't. Really, how do you project that? Are they going to do that again? Is that just a matchup thing? I'm going to go to 28 on Capella since they seem to want to do this. I mean, I think I got to go to like 24 on a Kongu already. I'm going to 25 on Sadiq Bay, or sorry, 35 on Sadiq Bay. I have 34 for Jalen Johnson. I think that keeps. In all of that, Bogdanovich still only played minimal minutes. 26 standard rotation. That is insane. 
I don't even want to go to 36 on Murray because he doesn't ever play it. I have 19 minutes left over, and basically no one got those minutes last time out. That's going to be, Atlanta's going to be weird. So for Philly, $8,900 maxi. I, I mean, we're doing this. I, I don't love it. I feel like I haven't gotten this dude right all year. It'll help that Atlanta's 28th in defense. Like maybe Maxi can get this done. I got him projected for 31 and a half or 32 points. That's where his prop is. His assist prop is seven and a half juice to the under. I have 7.3. So I think the projection for Maxi looks good. It just scares me. Tobias Harris would be the other guy that I would want to get to 6,900 small forward, power forward eligible. Going to look better with no Embiid and in this matchup. Don't want much else. Now, if Melton ends up out, you feel a little bit better about going to Ubre, And then that probably opens up a little bit more value. But it's maxi priority. Harris, less so. For the Hawks. Oh, baby. We like everything from Atlanta today. Everybody. It's like a really good version of Boston from a DFS perspective. $9,900 Trey Young. Very interesting. Interesting dynamic as well with Maxi being slightly cheaper. Sadiq Bay, big minutes. 4800 for Nyeka Okongwu power forward center. He looks like a good play if Clint Capella is in. If Nyeka Okongwu ends up being the starting center with Clint Capella out, even just 0.9 fantasy points per minute in 30 minutes. That's 27 in at 4.8. That's 5.6x for a big man with a power forward eligibility. He'll be one of the three highest owned dudes today. The problem is Clint Capella looks great at 6,100. So does DeJounte Murray. So does Jalen Johnson at 7K. I don't even mind going to Bogdanovich. He's like a completely solid value. Every one of those main seven dudes for Atlanta that played all of the minutes last time out are very, very in play. I like Atlanta a lot, way more than I thought. And if they lose Capella, it's even crazier. Because at that point, I think we're getting 32, 34 minutes out of a Kongwu, and he is just going to... And you slot him in at power forward. Very important news here. We're going to get that news at 7.01. So you got to be ready for your swaps. We go to OKC. Thunder. Four and a half point favorites in Miami. 234 total. I think both of these teams are what we normally see. OKC Bertans questionable. Butler out. Oh, Kyle Lowry doubtful and Kayla Martin doubtful. All right, so we do have to project Miami a little different. I know Kyle Lowry left their last game for a bit. Uh, did he not come back in? He did not. Okay. Well, OKC is easy. We don't have to move anything around, really. We just got to make sure that they don't do anything weird. Wow, they really consolidated their rotation last time out. Are they starting to ramp up? They played nine guys, and they did not screw around. And that was against a shit team where they could have screwed around. So I'm going to reproject this team just to like feel a little bit better. 
Let's do Chet. 31 minutes. Did they just directly split? They played one minute alongside of each other? They did. So is Kenrich Williams the direct backup to Chet? Yes. Yes. Perfect. So we're going to get Kenrich Williams in for 16. We're going to get Jalen Williams in for... I'm going to say 33 because I think this is an interesting matchup. Let's get Shea in for 36. Who backs up Shea? Kind of anybody, I guess. It's not just Cason Wallace, but... We'll get Cason Wallace in for his 21. We'll get Josh Giddy in for 25. We'll get Lou Dort for 29. And then the rest of these guys are just a pain in the ass. Aaron Wiggins. I don't know, 15. Isaiah Joe, 18. And then who am I missing? Now that's nine guys. That's nine guys and I have 16 minutes left? What am I supposed to do with those minutes? I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I guess I'll go to 22 on uh, on Case and Wallace. And I guess I'll go to 19 on Isaiah Joe. I don't think I can bump anybody else. I guess I can go to 16 on Wiggins. That still leaves me 13. Next guy up that normally plays is Misic. But I'm not, I don't want to go all the way, so I'm going to go seven on Misich and then uh, six on Jalen with a Y. But there are some minutes to be found on Oklahoma City. Now, the Miami side, we're going to have to get Kyle Lowry out of this one. We saw when he left the game last time out, Duncan Robinson checked in, played a lot. And obviously Tyler Hero then largely ran things. Oh, boy. Okay, so like Josh Richardson and Tyler Hero are probably going to cover all of those minutes. So let's get Tyler Hero in straight away for relatively big minutes. I don't know, 35 We'll get Bam in for 36. Kevin Love basically direct backup. Now they will play alongside of each other in the fourth a bit. So I think we take Kevin Love to 21. 
Duncan Robinson, I think, is just going to have to play a lot. I think we're going like 29 or 30. I think Jay Rich is going to see a pretty sizable chunk of t- playing time. 29 minutes in the past two games. Uh, I'll take him to 28. We know that Jaime Jaquez is playing massive minutes right now. 37 a night. My boy Nikola Jovic continues to start. Now, he had a pretty dumb rotation in this last game. Didn't close. Feels like 22 is about right. That also lets us get Haywood Highsmith in for 16. That leaves me 16 minutes for what looks like RJ Hampton, but is Jamal Kane available? Because I think Jamal Kane is going to be that guy over Hampton. So I'll give Kane 16. I'm guessing rates don't matter too much. But as we look at Miami, Heroes at 23.5 points. I'm good there. Bam's at 22.5. I'm good there. Hakez at 15.5. I'm good there. We don't have anything else. So that's just going to have to work for Miami. So let's look at OKC. 10-5 for Shea will look good. The only downside for for uh, for Shea is the fact that Miami is 29th in pace. Chet, 7,700, certainly in the mix for centers. It's just really hard to get to OKC. You're fine getting any starter. You're prioritizing Chet and Shea, but like I don't mind playing Jalen Williams. I just don't know how I get a lot. Giddy's up to 6,200 now. I think the Miami side, yeah, the Miami side is way more interesting. Sign me up for a bit of $8,800 Bam out of bio. Feels like he'll get slept on for like a Sabonis today. So keep your eye on on Bam's ownership. Really like the idea of going to him in... Yeah, we're going to have to think about Bam's rebounding rate today. Oklahoma City is not a great rebounding team. You know, just based on the way they play. And I think Bam could be live for like a truly big day on the boards. Just taking a look at it quickly. Oklahoma City is 28th in offensive rebounding and 29th in defensive rebounding. I think we are very live for a massive, massive Bam Adebayo rebounding day. I also really like Tyler Hero at 7,900. It's just going to be the Hero and Bam show. Hawkes is fine. Jay Rich is at least mildly interesting if you think he could fall into more minutes. Wow, it's 7.44. We're going long today, guys. Two more games to go. We will not be talking a lot about this one. I can't imagine we are, at least, unless there's loads of dudes out. Houston and Chicago, 216 total. I just don't know how we recover from that. Houston, no Brooks, no Eason, same stuff. Chicago, Caruso in, Levine in, Patrick Williams in. So this is standard. Standard Houston. No real changes to be made. I got 37 for Van Vliet. 18 for Aaron Holiday is going to become 19. 31 for Jalen Green. Yes. 33 for Shingoon. Yes. 34 for Jabari Smith. Yes. 21 for Jeff Green. Sure. 24 for Tate. 
Okay, Tate got a bump, a bit of a bump ski last time out. We'll take him up to 26. Cam Whitmore's been playing really well. I hope they start giving him more minutes. Uh, he might be the real rookie coming out of this that isn't Chet and Wemby. Uh, Amon Thompson played a little bit less than you would expect. They are keeping this rotation pretty tight. Maybe they go a little bit bigger. That, that fifth closing spot is really tricky. The good news is we're not going to care. Chicago, uh, slightly different team. Now, we got everybody back this last time out. They beat Charlotte by seven. We continued to have Levine and Vooch come off the bench. I think they probably continue that. Uh, Drummond played 22. Vooch played... 26. Yeah, uh, SMP. I didn't see that defensive ability coming for Shengun. Um So yeah, I, I am I'm a lot higher on him than I was. I think people do like I think people romanticize him a little bit of what they want it to be. And I do wonder what it ends up looking like in the playoffs without that ability to space. But he's really good. Like, he will be a high-level center for a long time. I don't know what it means for winning basketball in the playoffs. I think he can hold up, but I, I, I do have some apprehension. Before, I thought it was just like a straight no. That's not the case anymore. Got to re-update those priors, you know? 26-22 for Vooch and Drummond. I guess I could go 27-21. 32 for Levine. Yeah, that'll work. 36 for Kobe White. 36 for DeMar. Fine. Desunmu minutes go down. Caruso minutes, he closed like he normally does. No reason to suspect they can't close here either. Chicago's really four-point favorites against Houston. That's surprising. Now, Patrick Williams' rotation. Played 22 minutes in regulation, didn't close. All right, we're going to bring Patrick Williams' minutes down by two Throw those on to, I guess, Dalen Terry is going to get some love. Because we're going to have to bring Dasunmu down. That'll work. I can't imagine we like this game. $8,200 Shangoon is the best option for Houston. You can put in Van Vliet, Jabari Smith, Jalen Green... Maybe a $3,600 roll of the dice on Cam Whitmore, but the only thing you want to get to is Shangun, and we know what center is. For Chicago, $7,600 DeRozan is the best option. $6,700 Zach Levine. And that dude has the nerve to want to be traded. Is Zach Levine just like the rich man's Jordan Poole? 
I like Caruso for 5K shooting guard small forward, assuming you think the game stays close. But it's DeRozan, and then it's just any one of Levine, Caruso, White, Patrick Williams, Vooch, minimal amounts of those guys. It's a terrible game environment. Now we close it out with final game. Reminder to everybody, they dropped the, the two last games, so it's only an eight-game slate. New Orleans Pelicans. One-point favorites in Golden State, 233 total. Pels, Q-tag on Alvarado, Q-tag on Zion. Golden State has the same people out that they normally do. I have to project Zion in, otherwise we kind of know what we're doing. It's a pretty easy team to project at this point. We get CJ in for 34, BI in for 35, Herb Jones in for 30, Zion in for 32. We get Joval in for 24. We get Larry Nance in for 22. Trey Murphy gets 24. Najee Marshall gets 14. Alvarado gets what? 18. We hide a couple extra minutes on Dyson Daniels. Should be fine. Not expecting to like too much here from the Pels, unless they've dramatically changed their prices. Golden State, good luck. I mean, what do we what do we think they're doing here? They've got 27 different lineups that they can run out there. I don't think Steve Kerr knows what he's gonna do today. Last time out for Golden State, they got embarrassed by Toronto. They started Kaminga, Wiggins, Thompson, Curry, Trace Jackson, Davis. They benched Kaminga, Wiggins, and Trace Jackson Davis in the second half and went to Looney, Pajemski, and Saric. How do you project how do you project Golden State's rotation? Truly. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm just going to hop over to it and see what it looks like to keep what I have. And if I have anybody a lot, that'll matter. And then we can edit afterwards. Yeah, so like for the Pels, 7,900 for Zion, sure. 7,800 for CJ, sure. 8,500 shooting guard small forward for Ingram, sure. No priorities. For Golden State, okay. 9,200 for Steph. Admittedly, I do like. What is that points prop? What's that assist prop? Points prop on Steph, it's 28 and a half. It's where I have him. Assist prop on Steph, six and a half to the under. I have 5.9. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. I like my Steph projection. I think he looks really good at 9,200. I don't mind getting to Clay. I certainly don't trust Kaminga for 28 minutes or Pajemski for 29 minutes. I'm going to take a minute off of Kaminga. And a minute off of Pajemski. And I'm going to put those on Moses Moody. Oh, I'm going to sneeze too. I, like, I got to cut Wiggins minutes a little bit. 
I'm just gonna hide two minutes on somebody else random. Lester Quinones. I don't want to get to Kaminga and Pajemski. But they are the other two options. But if you're going to anybody, stick to Stefan Clay. Now, folks, it's that time that we all come to love. It's time to run our crunches. Please, please, please. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done it yet. Strategy show, prize picks video, contenders, all coming up in a little bit. But for now, you get me running crunches. And we don't have Jokic on this slate. We don't have Giannis on this slate. We technically don't have Embiid on this slate. So payups are different. We look at DraftKings first. We have DK Optimal. This could be very interesting. Uh, we're going to go Andrew Nemhard, Terry Rozier, Aaron Neesmith, Jalen Smith, Trey Lyles, Tyrese Maxey, Boyan, and Miles Turner. 279.1. That's the optimal by 0.3. Andrew Nemhard was in all 50 lineups generated. Maxey in 96%. Jalen Smith in 92%. Rozier in 80. Boyan 70 Miles Turner and Sadiq Bey both in 50. What does it look like if we throw some randomness on? Nemhard is my top guy. Very, 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 very interested to find out if that is what everybody else does. Or if we find out that Nemhard is like 15% owned, I'm going to end up having him in like 90% of my lineups if he ends up starting. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be truly nuts. But it's Nemhard, Jalen Smith, and then you get a tier of Terry Rozier, Boyan, and Maxi. And then it kind of flattens out from there. But I kind of like this. I, I, I kind of like this. I'll give you guys a little peek at something else, too. Give me one second. It'll run in the background. All right, perfect. It is running in the background. So let's check out FanDuel now. Very different plays. Very different slate. Let's get the FanDuel projections in. Maybe it would help me if I actually copied them. I know that's a that would be a weird thing to do. But if I actually copy them. Optimal lineup, 302.58. It's the optimal by 0.07. Tyrese Maxey, Trey Jones, 
Jaden Ivey, Cody Martin, Jalen Johnson, Miles Bridges, Tobias Harris, Sadiq Bey, and Paul Reed. B-ball Paul. Optimal five today. Bridges and Maxi in all 50. Cody Martin in 49 of 50. Harris and Trey Jones in the 70s. Matherin in the 60s. And then Boyan and Jaden Ivey both in the 50s. If I turn on randomness... We're going to replace the turn on randomness thing with what I'm running in the background right now. And we'll see what that ends up looking like when I share the screen. Taking it all the way up. Full 90 minutes today. Hit that like button if you haven't done it yet. Maxi looking like maybe the top dude on FanDuel. Cody Martin close. Jaden Ivey, Miles Bridges, Tobias Harris rounding out that top five. But let's see if we can grab... Is my script done running? Eh, almost, almost. So what I'm doing right now is running the script that sets up my um, my contenders video. Travis, good stuff, man. Appreciate it. All right. About 30 more seconds, and I can give you a sneak peek of what we're going to be getting on DraftKings in the Contenders video for today. A little peek behind the curtain, some might say. Script is dangerously close to finishing, but not finished yet. Not finished yet. Hope you guys are going to have a good day. This is a fun Wednesday. Nice balanced eight-game slate. Plenty of content coming out throughout the day. I think the strategy show is myself and Greg today, which should be fun. So join us for that one. Oh, come on, script, finish. There we go. There we go. Lineups are copied, pasted, added. Oh, boy. Well, no part of this is going to be fun for anybody. That much I could tell you. Let's see. Does... I'm guessing this one will work. All right. Neither, none of these are the best visual experience for you guys. We'll work on this one a little bit. Jalen Smith is my number one guy. Neesmith, Maxi, Pajemski, Jalen Johnson, and Terry Rogier are that top piece for me. I have no idea how Nemhard didn't show up at the top, unless I incorrectly ran this in some way. But this is what I normally do for the contenders. We'll worry about that at a later date. I just want to give you a sneak peek that we're going to look at this kind of stuff during this show moving forward. But for now, I bid you guys to do. Thank you guys for being here. Fun show. We're back again tomorrow. We do it all again. I think we've got a tiny slate tomorrow. What do we have? Five games tomorrow. No. Four games tomorrow. Four games slate. Uh, Nets Cavs tomorrow at 2 p.m. Is tomorrow a holiday?
Is tomorrow some sort of holiday? If it's not, well, I don't know why there's a game. Ah, Brandon, thank you. Thank you. Ty, the purpose of doing this video is to piss you off. I wanted to think, how can I get Ty Baskets to show up in a chat for something he doesn't have to watch and then uh, wonder what the purpose is? The purpose is, I'll do whatever the hell I want. How's that? Yeah, I didn't know there was a Paris game. Oh, Nets, Cavs. Congratulations, Paris. Lucky you guys. Hell of a game. I wouldn't go to that shit if it were in my backyard. But four games late tomorrow. Celtics Bucks, by the way. Uh, that should be fun. But anyway, let's get out of here, guys. Contenders, prize picks, strategy show, all that good stuff. I'm going to get out of here. Enjoy. Enjoy, everybody. Have a great day. This was the process.